Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. We are on a roll this September and it is very necessary. It is in fact essential that I get Sess back on the mic to introduce the Corker Co. 100 launching next week. So Sess, welcome back. Thanks, Steph. I always feel surprised, excited, and super honored to be on these podcasts. Thanks for having me. Well, I feel like I add calendar invites and I say, we've got a juicy conversation and this week is no different because next week on September 22nd is the launch of the Corker Co 100, which celebrates both the fall equinox this year and the last 100 days of this calendar year. And you were actually the instigator, the fire starter for this last year. So this is now the second annual and it feels so appropriate. Things have changed and things haven't changed over the last two years. We are still in great conversations as it relates to the pandemic. Now, even deeper, knowing that the election, well, has now passed yet is looming. Yeah, things, life, it's a wild ride. Before we go down the path of the Corker Co 100, you riffed this week with me on the power of positivity, the necessity, the essential nature to finding the positive. And it feels like this is the perfect precursor to the Corker Co 100 and why we're doing what we're doing for these final days of 2021. So I want to pass the mic. Can you tell me, tell me about why finding the positive thought frame of mind matters. Thanks, Steph. So from all of the things that I've experienced and learned, it's really easy to find the negatives. We don't even have to try. Negatives come like a snap to us. And for each negative thought, we have to think of five positive thoughts for us to even change our mindset. And so for myself and in my life, I really had to work on finding the positive. Naturally, I am optimistic in the face of uncertainty. That is just what I like to find. I also am not naive in my positivity. So I understand that there are challenges and things may completely not be okay or are not always perfect. At the same time, I do not practice staying there long because I know that staying in that place cultivates and breeds negativity. And so the real big call out here is positivity and optimism are work. They take work. It might take more effort to lean into positive thoughts, positive thoughts about yourself, about the world, about a circumstance, about anything. And energetically, and this is scientifically proven, that your whole body will kind of be healthier for it mentally and physically. And so having a positive mindset is not blind positivity. Like some people would say, it really takes work and practice. And in some cases is more challenging. The practice of positivity also is not about disregarding the bad. So if someone is having a challenging day, it's not like look on the bright side, like those quotes, it's not about that. 
it's sometimes lean into it. What are you learning from it? You know, and there might be some good, like you'd hear with COVID, there's a lot of not great news. And some people are saying, and here's what came out of it. Mm. And so that mind frame, that shift in any challenging circumstance, it's like lean into it and then find, you know, what's the good here? Is there some good? So it's a practice. It is a practice. And I appreciated that reminder earlier this week because it's easy to also dismiss finding the positive as just, oh, it's rainbows and unicorns, it's puppy dogs and sprinkles. And I wish we could replace those words with it's intentional choice and sometimes hard work and it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And it's worth it. It doesn't take away from the other circumstances that are going on in life. You know, I was just chatting with a a friend who we both know, George, over at Kitten Ace. And Kitten Ace has changed their reason for being, perhaps their purpose statement, to amplify optimism. And Mm -hmm. his version of amplifying optimism is a dad joke. He shares dad jokes. And I feel like that's the perfect segue because we had a few moments together where we just giggled. I mean, work was high and low and all around. And I finished these days of laughter with you, Seth. And I said, it doesn't matter what's going on if we can find time to giggle. And I think that was the beginning of this Corker Co 100 quest where we declared this would be a joy generating journey to find joy every day for the last 100 days. So I just want this to be the declaration for anyone who's listening to join us in finding joy every day in the last 100 days of this year. And before we jumped on this podcast, we set a timer for one minute and we had the opportunity to flip open our journals, Journey Inward, can buy them online. This is a perfect plug to page 64. And we journaled the things, the people that brought us joy. And so now we're going to play tennis with no explanation. You're going to go first. And I want to know just one thing that brings you joy. And then I'm going to go and I'm doing this live because I think it's the perfect exercise to get your brain to find the things, people that generate joy for you. And then we're going to talk about how we'll keep this going. So are you ready? You go first. One thing that brings you joy. Oh my gosh. I have a full page. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Cleanliness. Freshly baked cookies. Oh, I love it. New beginnings. Bernie the rascal. Uh, Weekends with my family. Writing love notes. First coffee in the morning. Weeding my garden. Mm. Beautiful ocean views. Mm. Morning runs and night walks. Yes. Pump up music. Freshly picked flowers from the alpine. Yes. Forward motion. Mm. Monday morning yoga with Sess. (laughs) Walking the unknown path. Homemade chai. Yes. Um, Madonna. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <She's> on my <laughs> list. <laughs> Lifting weights. I wrote move, move, move. So movement. Movement. 
Hiking. New computers. Baking bread. Mm, baking. Mm. How perfect. Let's just stop there for a minute. I mean, one minute yeah. of back and forth. It's Madonna. It's our pups. It's baking. It's views. It's nature. It's hands are dirty. It's other people. They're all just moments in time. And as quickly and as easy as it is to journal these things, I haven't made homemade chai in months. Mm -hmm. It's not difficult. It's in my cupboard. I have beautiful almond milk. I have all of the spices I could need. And I have withheld my palate from that homemade chai experience. And so as easy as it is to write these things down, it takes conscious effort to bring them to life. And I think that's the whole purpose of the Corker Coma 100 is to say, how can you do one thing every day to generate joy for one moment that you know your brain will be better for? And yet for whatever reason, you might not have done yet. So as you said, it's five to one. What is your relationship, Sess, with all of the things that get in the way of you doing, experiencing, giving, receiving, joy-generating activities? The distractions, the excuses, what stops you from your list? Well, it's interesting because I think that we could compartmentalize the list. So I love the change of seasons and... I love chai and I love baking and I don't love it in a heat wave. So these things bring me joy at certain times. And when you brought up joy, I've been thinking about this every single day and it has been helping me to just put my focus there. Even if I'm not doing it, thinking about it has shifted my behaviors. Mm. So sometimes what could stop me is if I think I need a lot of time for it. Mm. Or if I think it's not a priority, however, it really does shift the way that everything goes that day. Mm. So it is a priority and I don't have to do all of it. So it also doesn't have to be this overwhelming, daunting task that, oh, for me to be happy, which joy isn't happiness, joy is just what brings you joy. What are some of the things that I could do? And maybe it's once a day, maybe it's once a week and that fills me up that is not overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. When you say that, I think as much as I love baking bread, sometimes feeding my sourdough starter is the most mm. joyous activity or the most joyous action I could take. Because if my starter isn't fed, I can't make bread. So I must feed my starter knowing that I might bake three days from now, you know? So there is a process, there is a seasonality and I also want to be mindful that there are things called self-sabotage. There are things mm -hmm. called excuses. There are things called delaying or procrastinating. And I would love for us to have a bonfire on the 21st of September. I think we might need to make this official. It's podcast official. Mm -hmm. The bonfire to burn the excuses down. The bonfire mm -hmm. where you throw the fear and all of the things that you've justified as reasons, because any justified reason is just an excuse that gets in the way from you experiencing joy, burn it, burn it, burn it. Your body is perfect. You have everything you need. 
we are whole, complete, and ready, like ready now for joy. And the nugget that if people were only to read one or maybe two books in the last hundred days, this came from, what was the first one? The first book was Essentialism. And the second book was? Effortless. Effortless. And the beauty of essentialism was that we declared that joy is essential. Boom. Mm -hmm. The beauty of effortless was that it was possible. These things did not need to be hard. Yeah. Okay. So now for real, I want to know three things that you will throw into the fire on September 21st. So time that I don't have time for these things. Yeah. Right. Like prioritization or sometimes I get, I was reading effortless busy when you get busy doing something. So I'm going to throw busyness into the fire. Okay. Beautiful. I'm going to throw safety into the fire so I could live into that unknown of joy. Yeah. I guess these two come together because I'm reading this new book, Becoming Supernatural. And it's about if I have too many habits, there's no space for newness. And so what are the habits that I'm like too concrete that where I go unconscious? Because if your habits are there, you're unconsciously doing them. Mm -hmm. And so what can I throw into the fire so I could create some new moments of joy throughout my day? Mm. Oh, I really love that because, you know, I know the fires in British Columbia have been absolutely devastating and they are devastating. The only good thing that comes out of these fires is the mushroom season is going to be lit and the golden chanterelles and all of the fungus that is growing is just going to be incredible. And so the power of these fires is just that when you throw in these unconscious ways of being or habits, only incredible fungi and newness can grow. And that will, you don't even know what that newness is yet. So no, right. We're we're here for that. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. So there's newness. And now I have another question, which is what will you do differently to inject joy into the last hundred days? Like, how do we get you off your unconscious train of thought or your unconscious way of being? And no sense that I'm asking you this because I know that people that listen or tune into our podcast will want to ask themselves the same question. And we'll want to pause and say, Mm -hmm. how do I get off the train of excuses? How do I change? How do I reprogram my brain to be ready to inject more joy? And we need to create space for that. Mm -hmm. Good question. So what brings me joy is when I can give up control of some things. Mm -hmm. And so having my nine and 10 year old walk to school on their own and back brings me so much joy because they feel joy. And I've given up control and it's shifted patterns and habits. So control. Second thing is we created a journal called Journey Inward and then talked about generating joy as a topic and then went, wait, there's a chapter on joy. And so since then, I've been journaling every morning on one of the pages. I'll take maybe a quarter of the page and journal on joy. And so I'm really into the science behind doing something repetitively, which I know then creates a habit. So then your habits are there. However, focusing on joy every morning is what I'm going to do because it's not so much the act of joy. It's sometimes just putting my energy and intentions there can bring joy. And I don't want to control what joy is. 
I know when I feel joyful, but I want to see how joy can manifest. Mm, Beautiful. I have been thinking about my own fire and my own habits and what needs to be different. And very similarly, I was like, I need to give up a structure that has been to create space for a different structure. So I've joined a new gym in Whistler and the joy of going to a gym and it's uncomfortable and new, and I don't know anyone and I'm there and I show up and it's like, there's a new sense of space. And I'm really open to the joy versus the fear that that experience will bring. I'm also mindful in the changing of the seasons. Sometimes I like to sleep like a bear and just sleep. It's still dark out. And yet I really love the quietness of the morning when it's still dark and there's, you know, not a rumble, even Bernie keeps sleeping. And I wake up and I make something, I do something that I would otherwise never do at that early hour. And yet it's the perfect time. And it feels like that injection of joy. So being mindful of a, I'm going to call it joy o'clock. And how do I start with joy and then let everything else that happens that day, just be better because of it kind of thing. The third is I'm going to find joy in the uncomfortable I mean, that might sound cliche. What I mean by that is where there's new open spaces, it's easy to fill with things that feel comfortable or normal. And I'm like, well, what's the not new normal yet my new normal. So what are things that haven't always been that can be now? And instead of feeling this fear around it, acknowledging the openness and finding joy in those moments feels I mean, freaking scary and exhilarating and pretty cool. So I think it would be really neat. And I'm inspired by the things that bring everyone on the team joy. And I can't wait to hear what the community has to say. I can't wait to hear what people have to say about the places, the things, the experiences, the smells that bring them joy. And I just hope that the people that are listening will be up for signing up. The link is in the show notes to join the Corker Co. and our community, our crew in creating a joy generating army for the end of 2021. We wrap every podcast the same way and we're still not done with it yet. Sass, what is making your heart beat faster? Mm, My new smoothies with vegan protein in it are making my heart healthy and fast. Gosh, I was just going to say, I am really digging smoothies now. And with the new season, (laughs) you add in a few new things and turmeric is the added seasonal spice, which I don't really love in the summer yet. Right now I'm feeling it. So good one. Smoothie, vegan protein powder in your smoothie drink your smoothie, eat your greens and find joy. Thanks, Steph. What an important conversation we're having. 